One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. I'm Holly Johnson, and each Tuesday I get together with my colleague Molly Pickering to share what we've been eating, what's got us thinking, and the new products that are worth trying. And don't miss our Thursday podcast, where we chat to some of the leading names in veganism. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button as it helps us to rate in the charts. It also means you'll be alerted to every new episode of your favourite podcast. If you're anything like me, life can quickly become chaotic and finding fresh and nutritional vegan recipes can become another thing to add to the to-do list. Our best-selling magazine, Vegan Food and Living, is on hand to help. You can join us today and try an issue for just 99p by visiting veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast or using code podcast when you order with us. You'll not only receive the magazine to your door, but also have access to thousands of plant-based recipes at your fingertips in our digital magazine archive, which is fully searchable and simple to use. Join us today and make cooking delicious vegan food that bit more exciting by visiting veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dan McKernan, who's the founder of Barn Sanctuary and star of the popular US series Saved by the Barn. Hello, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat to you because I follow you on Facebook and you're just one of these people who kind of brightens my feed up every day. Um, I think I came across you via the the video of you with the parrot. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing video. <laughs> yeah, I think, did it go viral? Because it just popped up one day and it's so, it's so sweet. Yeah, it went viral. That video actually... You know, I, I rescue farm animals and that bird just happened to be at my uh, chicken vet. And so, um, yeah, I was my bird vet asked me to put the parrot or the bird on my shoulder. And I was just like, this is awesome. This bird's so amazing. Uh, yeah, it was 
adorable. So tell us about your journey then, because you you weren't always presumably vegan and you weren't always running an animal sanctuary, were you? Oh, no. Yeah. For a majority of my life, I was not vegan. I I think I've been it's about six years, seven years I've been vegan now. Um, And uh, yeah, I had your typical I call it the typical American diet. uh, You know, Uh, my dad would cook me the same food every week. and it wasn't the most compassionate way of eating, I would say, but I had no idea at that time as a child. Um, but I was actually, so I was living in Austin, Texas, working in, in technology. Um, so I was a computer developer and marketer, and that's what I was doing, you know, uh, since I left college. And um, my partner at that time sat me down at a restaurant and was like, hey, Dan, I just want to let you know I'm going vegan. Uh, and I said, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm scared of you and I'm not going to try to tell you to do otherwise. Uh, but, uh, we were also living with each other. So, and I just love to cook and, and I just happened to be cooking a, a bunch of vegan dishes. Um, and then she strategically slid in a couple, uh, good Netflix documentaries like Cowspiracy, uh, was pretty much the main one that got me. Um, and I just, you know, just right up. After watching that, I went vegan, um, which, you know, a lot of people do it in slow increments, but I just went full throttle. Like I had a great Dane dog at the time. Remind me of a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big animals, aren't they? Yeah. I think, yeah, there's no way back. Is there after watching Cowspiracy? It's kind of like, so. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. It, I think a lot of people cite that as the moment that they literally go vegan overnight so you went vegan and then how did you get from doing your kind of tech job to running uh, an animal sanctuary? Yeah. Uh, so it was a interesting uh, job I had as a computer developer. I worked at a co-working space and I, was, I had a one person office and I was in it. And so it felt like I was in a glass cage. Um, <laughs> it literally, I was on a corner of a floor. And so I saw everyone enjoying themselves. And I was just by myself. Uh, But anywho, yeah, yeah. Um, But my dad actually gave me a call uh, randomly because I've had a farm that's been in my family for over 140 years. Um, And, you know, I didn't grow up on the farm. I always went back and visited my grandparents. So I don't know anything about farming at that time. And so I, uh, I was, I just finished a book by Gene Bauer, the founder of Farm Sanctuary. And it was called living the farm sanctuary life. And I was like, now that would be a cool life to live. Um, And then that's when I got my dad's call and I said, I want to start a farm animal sanctuary. And usually when I decide to do something, I jump in like full force. Um, And that's what I did. And yeah, I mean, we've grown like crazy the last five years. Um, and we have over 114 residents now, or exactly 114 residents. Um, I work for them. And uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It, I, I didn't realize it was going to be so much work. But, you know, at the same time, like we're helping so many uh, amazing individuals and also getting to tell their stories to the world. That's such a, an amazing story. So the farm presumably was i mean what was it cattle pigs yeah um so the farm was i mean it was sitting for 30 years wasn't really doing anything but when my dad was in high school um and 
my grandpa, like it was uh, just a hobby farm for the immediate family. So um, yeah, they had a mixture of uh, dairy cows, some pigs, some goats, sheep, chickens. Um, but uh, yeah. And so the, it's very typical in the United States right now. You kind of drive by old farms because they're falling apart. Barns are leaning over. They're falling. And that's what was happening to this farm. And uh, it was really cool to be able to bring life back into it and, um, and, and provide a home for, like I said, these amazing animals. Uh, also influence the local community. We're surrounded by farmers and they just love what I'm doing. And uh, my motto is always about planting seeds. Um, and you know, don't preach too hard, uh, but plant those seeds. That is definitely the way forward. I think I've, I've kind of, when I think when you first go vegan, you kind of want to shout to the world, don't you? Look, Oh, you get angry. (laughs) I know. And it's really hard not to not preach, but just kind of want to tell everyone, look, like, look what we're doing. You know, we're, it's bad for our health and it's bad for the environment and, and the poor animals. But if people aren't ready to receive that message, it's literally going to fall on deaf ears. So you're totally right. Plant the seed and just let them kind of come to it, um, in their own time. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it works. I mean, it's a little bit more strategic. You just, I mean, it, it's pretty easy for me because I'm, a, I'm surrounded by such amazing animals. And so I just flip out my camera and be like, who knew a cow could just kick it with you in a pasture and lay her head on your shoulder? Yeah. Let me share it with the world. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, like that would, what? That never happens. Who? Kn- They're kind of like dogs. And, and it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They- they really are. I just, yeah, I just wish kind of everyone made that connection. Um, so the farmers all around you, they were okay with it. They, I mean, how, you know, they're skeptical. Even yeah. my dad was skeptical. I mean, my dad uh, works for the sanctuary now. He went vegan at 64. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he wasn't at vegan at the beginning. Uh, but like, you know, I was like in due time, my dad has a heart of gold and I know that that would happen. And his story is amazing. Uh, so I definitely won there. Uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. And he has such great relationships with the farmers because we still need to get local hay. Um, or if there's, you know, you got, it's a fine line too, also where you don't want to support the, you know, ginormous ag industry, but you know, for some people it's a way of life. And if we can steer them away from that by working with them and trying to create a business strategy or whatever, um, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Um, but yeah, they were skeptical, but then they noticed people were visiting people. I mean, they noticed that we were getting donations. They're like, huh, you, you all got something here. You're doing something. And <laughs> they hit me up if there's an animal that's hurt and they'll surrender them and I'll be able to either they'll live with us or I'll find a forever home for them that's fantastic it's that sort of classic argument isn't it for vegans anyway um you know do you kind of only buy from companies that are fully vegan or do you you know do you buy the plant-based option from a a predominantly meat-based business but I think if you're you know if you're kind of showing there's a demand for those products Mm um you know it can only be a good thing I think it's all about you know it, you, know, it, you can be polarizing opposites, but it's about finding common ground with each other. Uh, I think that's the best way to create magnificent change in this world is, you know, coming together as humans and like that respect each other and finding common ground. And once you're in the middle, you, both of you will gravitate to the 
better, most humane, compassionate way of living. Uh, So, yeah, it's very easy to kind of have that, you know, vegans versus farmers thing, isn't it? And, you know, I think to move forward um, in a positive way, we need to kind of do away with that. Um, So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what was it like? you know, starting up the sanctuary, how did you start fundraising and things like that? Because you presumably had no income. Yeah. Yeah. I quit my job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, it was, um, I actually worked my full-time job for a year while like trying to fundraise. Um, but my background is in like, um, growth marketing as well. Like how do you get someone to download a mobile app? And so I'm like, how do you get someone to donate? And I was just like, oh, it's really easy. The donations is easier than trying to get someone to download a mobile app. But uh, yeah, it was great. And it, it's all, it's important to tell the stories of the animals. And that's what I did. Um, each animal, uh, each resident uh, here has, they're like celebrities to kids. I mean, they uh, a kid will come here and like, he'll know the layout of the farm already. I'm like, how is that possible? You've never even been here, wow. but they see our Facebook lives and videos. It's adorable. Yeah. So how did the um, Saved by the Barn series start? Because I don't know if we can, can we watch it in the UK? I think we can watch it on like Amazon Prime and stuff. Yeah, you can watch it. It's global. Uh, it's still airing in Brazil and they dubbed my voice in Portuguese. Uh, oh, wow. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and the voice actor that did that reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, thank you for everything you're doing. You changed my life. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, How's amazing. my voice sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so some videos were going viral that I was shooting and uh, massive, you know, uh, online uh, animal video company, uh, The Dodo did one of like he left his eight to five job has no idea what he's doing uh and i mean i had an idea i asked all the experts but uh then a production company found it there's a a really actually a number of production companies i interviewed them all and i picked the best one and then uh it was either going to go with nat geo or animal planet and went with animal planet but yeah you can you can watch it in the uk like right now if you wanted to just uh yeah it's on amazon Okay, brilliant. Yeah. I I mean I haven't seen it other than on the social media channels. Um you'll love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's not sad. It's definitely like my twin brother from California, I call him Mr. Hollywood, and he has no idea how to walk around a farm and open a gate. And so it's just that he's definitely there for the comedic factor. It's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's what we need yeah. in our lives right now. A bit of humor and a bit of compassion. Yeah. Tell us about your new book. Yeah, right. Uh, it's my first book ever. Yeah, um, it's a, a, ch- a children's book for kids four to eight years old. And, um, you know, I moved around a lot as a child. Um, and I'm a huge uh, advocate when it comes to like mental health and being honest with your emotions and everything. And you know, when I was moving around as a kid, uh, I was anxious and stressed going to new school. And I created like a, uh, a bridge over with Buttercup, a new rescue, who's a real animal here at the sanctuary, who's the new rescue and so nervous coming on the farm. And all the other animals just want to make her feel better, throw her a party. But she gets scared, runs through a, a wall. And uh, most importantly, each animal has like their own unique personality and voice, just like they do in real life. And, um, yeah, it's a very beautiful book. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it to be released. I can't wait to like read it to kids. It's going to be so amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. 
I think it's it's fantastic to raise these issues with children when they are young and when you know they mm-hmm. are learning about things because you know growing up we feed them meat they we don't explain where it comes from because that would not be nice mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they grow exactly. up eating meat and you know we're all kind of in the dark so when you get that light bulb moment it's um I think it's really important to you know in a kind and compassionate way share that message with children why do you mm-hmm. think there is this disconnect between farmed animals and other animals like some you know it's fine to eat them and others they're part of our family you know like dogs or cats or rabbits yeah I mean it's honestly it's the disconnect it's the you know you got everyone all these major cities uh you know that don't see farm animals ever like they've the fact nowadays like i never touched a cow until i rescued a cow like or seen a cow and like i'm i'm about 45 minutes from downtown detroit and like these kids have never seen anything and so i think it's accessibility of being able to go on a field trip and see actually i think kids are like more in tune to be on the same page as me because it's unconditional love for basically anything living. Um, I'm really excited for parents to read this book to their kids because that's going to get the wheels turning in their heads. Um, So it'll it'll be definitely uh, interesting to see the feedback on that. But yeah, I I think it's the disconnect between the farming community and the, you know, metropolitan areas. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, we can only hope that, you know, the future, things start to change i mean i think the worst kind of side of it is factory farming isn't it i i've been in a factory farm for egg laying hens and it was at the beginning of the pandemic and you know uh the guy was losing his farm because he you know money and they were literally gassing birds right in front of me by the thousands it was unbelievable we were able to rescue as many as i could but i mean it was so sad and how large these buildings are. You can't see the end of the building when you're inside this building. Um, It's beyond me. And, you know, that is rare. A lot of people, like no one will have the opportunity. I I feel like most people won't have the opportunity to go in one of these large, they call them chicken sheds, but like it's massive. Yeah, it's it's hideous. I mean, I've spoken on the podcast again before about uh, I rescued some chickens with my mum from a free range egg farm. Mm. And of course, we turned up thinking, yeah, free range in inverted inverted commas. Um, We turned up thinking, oh, they're going to be running around the farmyard and, you know, we're just going to pick them up. And no, they weren't. They were I mean, there were thousands and thousands in a shed again. Yeah. Um, and they weren't in a good state at all. And they were going to slaughter for one pound sixty per chicken. Wow. Yeah. At a young age, too, probably. Very young age, yeah, because they were still laying, but they weren't laying yeah. enough to make it commercially viable. So yeah. it's yeah, it's all about the money at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> It's unbelievable working with these. Uh, so our universities out here have vet schools and like I'm one of their top paying clients because I'm bringing these animals in that I'm like, yeah, you're going to spend $10,000 on saving this animal's life. And they're like, like, that just doesn't make sense because, you know, the cow's only worth $300. Why would you do that? It's like, yeah. because he's my best friend. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. why. <laughs> 
And I have no problem saying that to them. And they're just like, okay, we'll do it. (laughs) So that's planting seeds there too, in the industry right there. Definitely. So how do you hear about animals then? Is it all sort of on social media and groups that you're a member? Yeah, especially after the TV show, it's just, I get phone probably like 20 calls a day. Um, Yeah. And I have to say no a lot. It's sad. I have to say no, like 95% of the time. That must be hard. I don't know if I could cope with that. Yeah. I, one really affected me the last week is a, a lamb. And um, I mean, they called me like 30 minutes before like the lamb was going to be put down because it had a tumor on, but could be removed and they couldn't afford it. But like 30 minutes before, like I, I, I I saw it like an hour too late and it just crushed me. I'm like, I don't have the resources to do that like in real time, but it's so sad. And, um, you know, there are good stories like, you know, a farmer's getting out of, you know, animal agriculture and they're working on it just, you know, you know, create produce for the farmer's market. I think that's amazing. It's a business model. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. There's not a shortage of animals that need uh, to be rescued. Yeah, definitely well you're doing amazing work what do your kind of family and friends feel then because obviously it's been a huge life change for you how did they react yeah um I think with my dad it was definitely you know he didn't go vegan at first I mean he loves his sweets so uh you know those (laughs) chocolate chip cookies that cost like 99 cents at the store um but but, you know, I was like, dad, you can get the vegan version of these, man. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it affected him because he was actually going uh, up north for for holiday, uh, for Thanksgiving out here. Thanks to living, <laughs> as I like to say. Yeah. And he's like, Dan, I can't do it. I just I can't eat it. A turkey. And Amazing. I was like, I know, dad, dad, here, this is what you should get from the supermarket. It's totally vegan and it still tastes amazing. Yeah. And so, and it's easy to cook. <laughs> so, exactly. um, yeah. And that, that was pretty cool. But you know, my older brother who still eats meat, um, like I said, there's only so much preaching you can do. Um, but I do, he's eating way less meat than before. Um, and you know, I think that, has saved countless animals number of animals um so and then my twin brother who was on the show is now a plant-based chef out of chicago so it's just like you give positive vibes out without um being too angry and there is a place to be angry and i think i i do believe that there's a place for that in in the animal rights movement especially and um but there's also like a very uh calm way of going about it it does take longer sometimes but you know you know my twin brother became a plant-based chef what that's amazing (laughs) yeah it's really cool (laughs) are you identical no we're fraternal but he's on the show i am taller and better looking i have to say that (laughs) on air we give each other we're so sarcastic when it comes to us we just banter back and forth in the show it's just really you know, they say it's like reality TV, but it's really just a docu-series and there are 12 one hour long episodes and it's just really, it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. 
well, us guys in the UK need to get on board and have a watch rather than just following yeah. you on social media. Um, I think we, I think we have to pay for it on Amazon. Um, yeah, we all do. Yeah, it's on demand. You got to pay for it. Sadly, okay. nowadays, yeah, it's not on cable anymore. Right. Um, it did air on cable in the UK, but uh, I don't know if they're doing reruns at this moment. Okay, so. I think you're <laughs> worth it, Dan. I think you're worth the investment. Aww. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, it's been so lovely to chat to you. Just quickly before you go, do you know um, Esther the Wonder Pig? I do know <laughs> Esther the Wonder Pig. They are about six hours from me. Um, <gasps> I'm, I've uh, chatted with them online a little bit. I have not physically met Esther the Wonder Pig which I need to do. I'm realizing that. Um, so yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Any listeners should definitely follow Esther, the wonder pig, as well as obviously barn sanctuary. Um, yeah. Esther was rescued as a, a, a sort of a baby, wasn't she? And they yeah. thought that she was um, a, like a mini pig, a micro pig, or micro or something. pig and she's yeah. definitely not at all. She's yeah. I have 30, I call them land sharks because uh, they're just so big. We have 30 of them here on the farm. It's, wow. They're amazing, though. They're so intelligent. Oh, it's so amazing. They're, they're incredible animals. Just wanted to say that the book comes out on uh, April 5th. Uh, I think it's the same day in the UK. I'm not sure, but Amazon knows what day it comes out. And if you want to learn more about Barn Sanctuary, you can check us out on Facebook or at our website. Definitely. You are so worth a follow. You just brighten my day when I see your feet. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Dan's story and all the incredible things he's doing for the animals out in the USA. Um, I'll be back on Tuesday with Molly as usual. And next Thursday, I'm very excited to say I will be chatting to Alicia Silverstone, star of 90s classic Clueless and um, author of The Kind Diet. So that will be one episode not to miss. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe on your platform of choice and leave us a review. We love to hear what you think. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 